0: Alright, I want to welcome everybody back to North of 18th podcast. This is actually our third one, but we had some technical difficulties with our second and decided to scrap it. We are just going to, you know, we want to make sure that we put good quality out there.
1: It's always about quality, not quantity, baby. You know that.
0: Exactly. So we decided to scrap week two, do, playing a little catch-up. We have some good things to talk about today. Uh, two Bears games, uh, a lot of Cubs wins. Uh, we'll touch back on our survivor and and some of the bet tips that I gave out a couple of weeks. So we're excited to be here and technically week three, but our second podcast. So let's just dive right in, Matt. Uh, let's start with the good and the bad. Why don't you lead us off with your your bad?
1: Oh, getting get right, getting negative right away. All right, ten punts last week 10 punts zero points scored and you know what's most frustrating about those punts tell me count at five that they should have gone for it they were even in the seahawks territory at the end of the game down by 26 points nothing to lose and they didn't go for it they chose the punt and they're like let's just get the hell out of here it's like they just gave up on the game and they wanted to get the hell out of seattle and I wonder if their whole game plan was just let's not turn the ball over and let's just punt the ball away i, I don't know it, it was just it was pretty embarrassing um I would have to say I was a little optimistic though after the first half, and then quickly that was uh quickly that was a race what was, what's your take on the game what's your bad
0: I agree with you, and i don't know if I counted up five times it could have gone for it. But there was a one clear time, I think it was in the third quarter, it was fourth and one, and we were in Seahawk territory, and they, they punted it. So that makes me think that maybe the team knows they're not going to win, and they're kind of playing the Theo game here, is develop the young guys, not so much worry about winning and not getting people injured. And in a season that's only 16 weeks long, it's it's disappointing because... We know we're going into this game, into this season, losing. Yeah,
1: I, I think you're exactly right, and you know, I mean, you can almost kind of turn that into positive. You you mentioned Theo, and um, looking at the moves that the Bears have made this past week with the with the two big trades on Bostic and Allen. I mean, not not like they got a ton; they got two six round picks. But I think they just need to stockpile draft picks, and they're developing a philosophy. And it, they actually just released. Brock Vereen, which I'll tell you what, I'm thankful for that. Um, maybe mark that down as a good. That guy cannot tackle. I mean, it just goes back to the dark days of Emory with three years of drafts where there's really nothing to show for. I believe Brock Vereen was like a fourth or a fifth round draft pick, and I mean, pick up guys that could freaking tackle. You, you just you, you, when you hit a guy the first time, you gotta tackle him. At least slow him down so the defense. Around him, could come and pick him up.
0: I agree, and, and you actually sort of led me into, into my bad. My bad, the drafting skills of one Phil Emery. It's, you know, people say that it, it takes a couple years for you to be able to judge a draft class, maybe three, four years, but we're realizing very quickly, two, three years down the line, that Phil Emery did not know what he was doing. You know, even his, I think his two best draft picks were Alshon and Fuller, right? And Fuller, I think, played a better game last week, but he was terrible against the Seahawks. So I'm hopeful that Fuller does turn things around and that Alshon gets healthy and we re-sign him, but potentially he could be gone next year.
1: For sure. And, you know, Fuller did play a much better game on Sunday, uh... I have to say that 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 leads me into one of my goods on the on the game. I, I believe the, there were two sacks early on, and there's a lot of pressure going on, and it really sets up success for the second theory, And you got to put pressure on the quarterback, and it's tough unless you're you know Revis or someone out there. You're not going to be able to to cover a guy for that long, and that just goes to show you how important it is to put pressure on the quarterback. Because maybe it, he's he's not a Pro Bowler, but Maybe he's, uh, he's a piece of the puzzle for later down the road. I, I think it's still a little too early to tell. I hope he works out, but he definitely needs to continue to step up his game.
0: Right, and we don't need him to be a Pro Bowler. Think about Peanut. Peanut made one, maybe two Pro Bowls. We'll have to fact check, fact check that for next week. I'll write it down. Fact checked. Peanut.
1: <laughs> Peanut.
0: And he was consistently great. You know, he shut down Megatron a few times. Obviously, the the turnovers came around later in his career. But if we can have a guy that's consistent, that's going to make 90% of the plays. You know, even Peanut got beat up by A.J. Green whenever we played him, was it two, three years ago? So we don't need him to be a pro bowler. We just need him to be consistent. So whenever we get a defensive line that that is pushing and pressuring the quarterback, that'll make him look better. So we just need him to be consistent and hopefully develop that defensive line. Which brings me to a question. I don't know if you've heard, and I'm hopeful, but I believe that the Jay Ratliff suspension was three games. So are we getting him back?
1: It was three games, you're right. He's going to go through practice this week, and I think it's going to be a game-time decision to see if he's uh, game-ready come Sunday. But he is... He is a green to go if he steps up in practice this week, and I would imagine that he's gonna be on the field on Sunday. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. That I think alone
0: is going to be a big boost to our defense, and we really need it because the Raiders have been surprisingly good this year.
1: Yeah, Latavius Murray is really stacking up the yards. I know he's been a uh, he's been a top fantasy candidate out of the gate this year. He's got uh he's a workhorse man. That's uh that's a name that's gonna be around for a while, and I'm surprised that you know what's surprising about the Raiders, and we could even, Dave, take this into this upcoming Sunday. This is the first time, I believe, in maybe 26 months. Fact check that. I don't know. It's been a long time since the Raiders have been favorites on the road, which is kind of embarrassing. You know, you got, here's a team that's just been unbearable. There's a, that was, there was a pun there. And you got that. I know you did. No unbearable behavior. Keep that in mind, Matt, for Sundays. Anyhow. This is the first time that the Raiders. Uh, it's it's been a long time since they've been favored on the road, and that's just that's it's embarrassing. It really is. I hope the Bears show up and maybe stick to the same game plan that they had in Seattle. I mean, Seattle's a good team, and the other thing that people forget about
0: for the Bears this year, look at the first three teams they have played this year. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. Yeah. So I that, that sort of is going to bring me into my in my good Matt, um, is that. Even though we lost badly to the Seahawks, overall I was pleased with the way the defense played. McPhee is finally showing up. He had had a couple sacks. He pressured the quarterback all day long. And it's not just any quarterback. It's Russell Wilson who can move around. So building on that, getting rid of some of these guys that you don't really want around, didn't fit the scheme, Well, let us continue to build. So I know that we got shut out, and part of it was because we had the the third-string quarterback from Los Fresnos High School out there playing. (laughs) It was, you know, it's impossible to win a game if your offense is not putting forth any, you know, not moving the ball, nothing like that. So that was my good is I I think even though I, I know I'm being a homer, even though we lost clearly... We made some steps, we made some progress, and we saw some snippets of good stuff from that defensive line, which we're going to need.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, could you just imagine? I kept saying this the whole entire game and being a Bears-Homer fan here. Can you imagine if Alshon and Kevin White were out there and Jay Cutler? I'm, I'm telling you, we, we that, would have been, that would have been the only exciting thing for me this year is to see Kevin White play. And hopefully, I haven't heard anything about him lately, and hopefully he comes off. I mean, by week six, the Bears have to make a decision, so we'll be hearing sometime soon. If not, he's got to go on the IR, or they got to put him on the active roster.
0: Right, and you know what? I'm I'm a little bummed that you you said something about that, because I know some of the people that listen to our podcast are on my one of my fantasy teams, and I've been thinking about picking him up, because it's a keeper league. So <laughs> I'll have to pick him up this week now to make sure that no one else grabs him, but yeah, I I was going to ask you, have you heard anything? Do we know is it a possibility that he does come off this year? I guess it's either before the 6th week or not at all, is that right?
1: That's right. And I'll tell you what. This is uh so we we've got now, you know, like Dr. James Andrews out there. Well, we got our own team physician here that we phone into to get his opinion. That's Dr. Buck Smith. That's my brother-in-law. And he's actually He's right now, he's working with Dr. James Andrews, like, protege or someone like that. Because Dr. James Andrews actually doesn't do any surgeries. He just goes in there and says, yeah, this guy needs to be stitched up or whatever. So I was talking to him because I was worried about the whole entire Kevin White injury. I thought this would maybe be like one of those nagging injuries that keep coming back every year year in and year out. And he told me that... He'll come back stronger than he was before, so I thought that was very encouraging. As far as coming back before week six or at week six, I mean, it's hard to say. With whole, The whole mindset that the Bears have been playing this year with just being quiet and hush-hush on things, I think they're, it would be anyone's guess. I, I, would, I would have to say no, just based on the facial expressions and the verbiage that's been used. Right. I would be surprised if he comes back to play this year.
0: If you think about it, we know that we're not going to make the playoffs this year. So maybe we would rather have him a 100% ready next year, risk no more injury, let him take the mental reps as they used to tell me in college, take those mental reps when you're not in there, make sure he knows that offense, and then year two, He's a veteran like a redshirt freshman.
1: It's definitely, it's it's a possibility. I will think we have smart guys and they're making decisions now for this organization. Uh, one can only hope because there's only one way to go is up at this point in my eyes. So we'll see how, we'll see how the whole rebuilding goes. But I, I think it's safe to sit, use the word rebuilding now and The Bears, at first, were were trying to stay away from that, but it's clear they are rebuilding.
0: Right. Moving away from some sort of the negative, Matt, I I talked about my good. Let me hear it. What's your good for the week?
1: Good for the week. Let's move it off the Bears. Let's move it into the Cubs. Sounds good. Cubs made the playoffs, baby. Wednesday night is the night. It's still determined. I'm not going to give up on whether the game's going to be in Pittsburgh or whether it's going to be in Chicago, but I'll tell you what, the Cubs are back. Cubs are back strong, and the Cubs are here to stay, and it's been seven years. I still remember the last playoff series, and you know what's even been longer is the Cubs' playoff victory, so let's have the uh, guys come out next Wednesday. It's actually been 12 years since the Bears, or I'm sorry, since the Cubs. The baby Bears. The baby Bears. Bears, Cubs, don't matter. You know what I'm talking about. It's been 12 years since the Cubs have had a victory in the playoffs, so... Next Wednesday is our night, and we're going to march on. We're going to take on those Cardinals, and we're going to knock those assholes out too. Can I swear on this? I just did.
0: You just did. You did it. All right. You're in. We're just going to have to throw a rated R warning on this thing. That's okay. A great good, Matt. And let me tell you a funny story. So As as I mentioned to you in, in our fail of the podcast last week, I was in St. Louis and I was checking out the enemy. I actually went to a baseball game. Thankfully, the St. Louis team lost. So, I don't remember what their name is, but <laughs> at you know, when we clinched was clinching Friday, late Friday night or was it late Saturday night? Whatever night we clinched. I get a call. It was actually it
1: was early Saturday morning. It was after the uh who had lost the Giants' loss. I think they are playing the Rockies. Right, right. So it was on the West Coast. It was a late game.
0: So my dad calls me at 2 in the morning. I'm asleep, and my dad is one of those people that goes to sleep at, like, 9 p.m. So receiving a phone call from my dad at 2 in the morning, I answered just like really scared, hoping nothing was wrong. Hey, uh, we're in the playoffs. <laughs> 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 My dad you're like thanks a lot, Dad. Yeah, my dad waited up, made sure that we clinched, and called me at two in the morning. It was I couldn't even be mad at that. He woke me up and I was just like, Nice. We did it. Here we go, man. Here we go. You you said you're holding out hope that hope that we will host the wild card game. I looked at the games earlier today. I know the Cardinals and the Pirates had a doubleheader. I know the Cardinals are or leading badly in in the in the nightcap, I think nine zero, but the Pirates did win the first one, so they're even, they're evened out. I think they're still three games back from St Louis. They have one more game, and then so there's four more games. So odds are we're having to travel to Pittsburgh. But man, I I don't care where we play. We can play in freaking. Mexico City as long as area Arietta's pitching I feel confident oh
1: absolutely let me let me help you out with those with those games are hard to keep track of so if the Cardinals win tonight and end up holding on to that lead against the Pirates the Cubs will be three games back and if the Cubs win tonight as well they will be two and a half games back with the Cubs playing tomorrow and the Pirates off so if the Cubs win tomorrow, Going into the weekend series, with three left to play, the Cubs will be two games back. So we need the Pirates to lose two games, and we need basically we need to sweep the Brewers this, this weekend. And we need the Pirates to lose two games this weekend.
0: Right, so the Cubs are leading now. Odds are we're, we're going to take this one, and odds are the Cardinals are going to beat the Pirates. So after tonight, we should be two and a half games back. Correct. You got it, man. Awesome. Keeping the Cubs train going, I you know I want to talk about last night's game. And Hendricks pitched really well. Do you think he may be that third starter in the playoffs if we when we beat the Pirates?
1: I have no idea what Joe Madden is thinking. I, you would like to say it would be Hamels. He's had a tough, difficult second half. Right. I believe his ERA is over five struggling to to get out of the gate and they're just nicking him up and it's it's really tough to say it's a toss-up in my mind i don't I, I i don't all i can say is joe knows man joe right. knows he i put all the faith in him i i it's a
0: toss-up between all three of those guys the way i've been thinking about it matt is hamels has been pretty consistent good or bad here the second half so we know what we're going to get from him maybe maybe five innings, three runs. Kyle Hendricks is a total wild card, right? He could be lights out like he was yesterday, or he could be as bad as Hammels. So I think there's a, probably a better upside since the All-Star break. I think overall I, I prefer Hammels and Hammels has shown us that he can play better or he can pitch and, and have good strategy, but he hasn't been consistent in the second half. So... I'm thinking I would rather have Hendricks and have a really short leash, you know, use that bullpen if, if something happens. And in the long term, you know, we have – I think Hamels was just signed to a one-year deal, right? So he's
1: it's, – It's actually – it's a three-year
0: deal. Was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, my thinking was we have Hendricks long term. Let's develop him, get him some experience. That way, starting next year, he's already a playoff pitcher. He's already pitched in the World Series, and we can continue to develop him. Absolutely. Speaking of World Series, and actually, I know your brother is also a season ticket holder. My brother just got his World Series Oh, stop tickets. it.
1: Don't even, don't even say it. You're, <laughs> like, you're like, so we're driving along on the interstate. You're like the girl in the front right seat that says, Hey! Traffic's moving great right now. All of a sudden, he just comes to screeching the halt. That's what that is, man. We don't need that juju. Cut, cut that out.
0: Well, you know, you know how the teams do it. They make you pay for all of the playoff series. So I think he just got his in the mail and was really excited. And I'm not thinking about that at all. I'm not thinking World Series at this, at this moment. But it is nice to know that it's a possibility.
1: So let me, let me just throw something out there, too, to kind of just squash that a little bit, because I'll tell you what else I got in the mail. Bears playoff ticket? How did prices? you know? I could go downstairs and I can grab them right now. I got the tickets. Do you think those are worth anything? No. No, not, not worth the paper they were printed on, probably. Just another money grabbing
0: move by the NFL and MLP. I mean, they, they're really collecting their money early. Do you think they just grab that money, throw, buy some, like, three month CDs? Make the interest off of them and then just earn some money.
1: That's absolutely what they're doing.
0: Time va- time value of money. I mean, you're even seeing that with band
1: even bands nowadays are doing that. Like, I think Foo Fighters just played at Wrigley Field and they were selling their tickets. Like, I think it was like January, something like that, and they played in August. Right. I mean, it's it's getting out of hand. You know, who who really allows all this to go down is the fans because they're gonna only they're only gonna be able to do what the fans allow and. You know, as the Cubs start to get more popular, they're already, there's already the bandwagon guys are coming on. So that will lead us into our next talk. But that's what's really going on today is the bandwagon fans are going to drive the ticket prices up and it's going to allow them to, to do the kind of things they're doing because everybody wants to watch. It's fun going to the games again. It's electric. It's just so exciting. I mean, you got guys like Addison
0: Russell making dives all over the field. Oh, man, he's awesome. Just so exciting. Right. Well, since you mentioned it, Matt, we'll we'll jump into what I promised in our first half. Our first podcast was the rules of fandom I came up with. And it's for moments like this. And I don't really care if people are starting to like the Cubs because it's great. I'm really excited about it. But it's more of an NFL thing to me. People that aren't true fans, bandwagon jumpers, things like that. So
1: um, I
0: know I have some in the family and have some friends that i would consider are breaking some of these rules but let me run these by you man see what you think so the rules of fandom there are three different sections that i've broken into one of them is reasons why you're allowed to like a team there's another one is unacceptable reasons for liking a team and the third one is Acceptable reasons for being able to change your team. So I saved that one for last because I know that's probably the most controversial, but let me just start off for reasons you are allowed to like a team. These are all pretty easy. One is you're from the same area as the team. You know, Maddie is from Chicago. He's born in Chicago. He has a thick Chicago accent. Boom. (laughs) He's a Bears fan.
1: Not that thick, man. Not that thick. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Number two, you inherit the team from a family member when you are young. So, for example, I, you know, I my brothers were born in Chicago. My dad, my parents met in Chicago. I'm actually the the first person in the family born in Texas. But when I was young, my always had the TV on WGN. Always watched the Cubs games, even though I wasn't born in Chicago. You know, I've been a Cubs fan since I was two or three, back before I could even speak English.
1: That's that's one of the sad things that's going on right now, actually, with the Cubs. We talked about ticket prices and the popularity going up, and if you notice this year, I think the Cubs are down to maybe about 25% of their games that are on WGN. I mean, there used to be a day where WGN stretched all the way down to, like, the, the, the southeast, and it's no more, man.
0: Right, and it's not even on... National WGN, for example, my brother sent me a text today. He was out at a bar and said, hey, is the Bears is the Cubs game on WGN? I looked at my schedule. Yep, it's on WGN. They pulled up WGN and like MASH is on or something. So it's not even on National WGN mm, anymore. MASH is pretty good though. <laughs> yeah, that's my number two. Number three is... You went to school there. That's let's give a, another perfect example. You went to U of I. Their team is terrible, but you went there, so you're allowed to be one of their fans. Our, the Illini baseball team finished in the top ten this year. Hey, this is me clapping.
1: Hey, you talk you talk to me when you're, you're Division One in uh playing in the national, you know, playing for a national championship title. They didn't did. Obviously, the Illini didn't make it there, but okay, at least they so, made it to the playoffs.
0: So the Illini have just as many national championships in baseball as DePaul does.
1: We would have to fact check that because okay. yeah, I'm such a great Illini fan, apparently.
0: Okay. Well, so my number four is you or a family member worked or played for the team. So whenever my kids are born and they play for the Bears... I won't, you know, let's just say for some reason they play for a different team. They go for the money and play for the Seahawks or something crazy. I think I would have to support my kid, don't you think? Probably.
1: I do weep for your children, though, because I could just see you standing on the line, the sideline during football games just yelling at them.
0: <laughs> you that's will play
1: true. in the NFL one day.
0: Yeah, that's going to happen. I know it. So into, into the third section, unacceptable reasons for liking a team. And these are, um, I hate to say it, but I see the ladies more often breaking these rules. So one is, how many times have you heard someone say they love the Patriots because Tom Brady is their quarterback? And then you say, oh, you like the Patriots? Who's their running back? And like, ah, oh, I don't know, but Tom Brady's cute. That's number one. You can't like a team because their quarterback is cute. Tom Brady is sexy, and I don't
1: think the Patriots know on a weekly basis who their running back is going to be. I mean, talk about a hair polar in fantasy football, man. I mean, who knows who the hell they're going to start. I don't even think they know who's going to start until the game of because Belichick is just such a mastermind in
0: developing game plans on the fly. Sorry. I agree. <laughs> So, let's move into the second section, or the second point in the second section, which is you started liking a team because they won a championship. That's your standard, like, straight-up bandwagon fan. I feel like everyone is a Seattle Seahawks fan now, just because they won two years ago. Is it bad that I'm wearing
1: Seahawks underwear right now? Does that... Does
0: that fit that? It's bad if I have to see them. So as long as I don't have to see them, you're breaking those rules on your own terms, my friend. <laughs> All right, another quick one. We can skip over it because it's not a terrible point. If you'd like the team's color, you don't see that often. Let's just move on to the third one. As we speak, I have our, our water boy... By water boy, I mean my wife refilling of my wine for the evening. So I think things are going to go a little more smoothly as we continue. So the third one is the acceptable reason for changing your team. And I, I thought long and hard about this because I know there are a couple players, I know a couple people for them. For example, if you're from L.A., you grew up with a, the L.A. Rams, all of a sudden they're gone. What do you do?
1: What do you do? sure as how aren't going to plow the St. Louis Rams.
0: Right. Or then, you know, so I think it's okay if your team relocates to, to be able to pick a new team. I don't you know, the same thing happened with the Oilers that were in Houston and they left Tennessee. So then people in Houston are stuck with it. I don't really want to be a cowboy fan. So that's one. If your team relocates I think you you should be allowed to pick a new team. Absolutely. And here's one. And I think this is a good example. I think you and I, or our family, sort of give great examples of this one. And Your wife is from St. Louis. She probably grew up being somewhat of a Cardinals fan. I don't know. Her parents are probably Cardinals fans.
1: For the record, she actually grew up around the Quad Cities. She likes to put it out there. She's from St. Louis, but she grew up in the Quad Cities. Her parents now live in St. Louis, and they're they're Cardinals fans, but... Now I don't know where Kelly fits into these rules, but now she she is a Cubs fan. We were at the game the other day, and she took a selfie with the two of us. She was obviously wearing a Cubs T-shirt, and she te- texted her parents and said, "Go Cubs! Beat those Cardinals today!" And I'm like, "Oh yeah,
0: boom, boom." Yeah. So what, why what I was saying in that in those regards, Matt is sometimes you inherit a team from a spouse. Um, for example, my wife went to UNC Chapel Hill, and I, I always sort of followed them from afar because MJ went there now that my wife is a fan and her her dad was a fan and her family went to UNC, I feel like I, I have a little more pride because it's part of the family sure I think you got some good points for sure right so then the final the final point in this section is that you move to a city, let's say you're you're young. You grew up in St. Louis and you realized how dangerous it was. You moved. You now live in Arizona because it's hot all year round. I think if you've been there, let's say five years, you should be able to choose a new team. I don't think you can do it right away. You got to pay your dues. You got to go to some of the games. You got to learn the players and the owners. Five years into it, I think you should be okay to change teams. And
1: you got to get thrown out of one game too.
0: Yeah. Well, that's all that's an obvious one. It goes unsaid. Yeah, for sure. Those are the rules of fandom. What, you know, what do you think, you know, there's one outstanding one that doesn't really fit into the three topics and this is probably one of my biggest pet peeves and we see this in Chicago a lot. People are from St. Louis, they're Cardinals fans but they're Chicago Blackhawks fans or they're Chicago Bears fans. If you're from a city and you you follow one team and they have a basketball team or a football team also, you have to be a fan of those as well. I don't want any Cardinals fans cheering for the Bears. Yeah,
1: you, you can't mix and match. I mean, that that's obvious. Right. I mean, that's okay. just annoying.
0: I'm glad we're on the same page on that one. So to, to kind of wrap up, I, I want to talk a little bit about – some of our previous podcasts, Matt, we, we both picked a survivor team in week one. And I know you had some crazy stat last week that something like 60% of people were eliminated from their survivor pool or something like that.
1: 60 or 65%, that's right. It's, it's crazy because everybody, everybody picked the Dolphins and whoever the heck the Raiders were playing. I, I can't remember now. The Ravens. The
0: Ravens. That's right. The Ravens are 0-3. Oh right. my gosh. So you and I fell into that category and actually the, the survivor pool I'm in is actually a weird one As you get two strikes. So everyone was eliminated by week two or everyone had one strike by week two. So everyone has one left. So I figured let's start over. Last week, we'll just say, we'll tell everybody we both picked the Patriots. We went the safe route and didn't try to be different and, and obviously survived. I think, I think the Patriots are looking strong, but they let's freaking, go ahead.
1: They freaking dropped the hammer, man. That's crazy.
0: So let's go ahead and, and pick some for this week. I know that uh I hate to say it, but I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers over the san francisco 40 ers I'm
1: going all homer I'm going all homer up in your face, and I'm going with their bears 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 Thicka. they need to win one of these games, right
0: this this, sun- is, this was the game you would think they would win. I thought at the worst, they're 0 and three maybe. At the beginning of the year, but then we're gonna beat the Ra- the Raiders and we're gonna go on a roll. This is the one we need. So, I think that is um, going out over your skis, maybe. But uh, <laughs> I like the confidence, Maddie.
1: Bears, baby.
0: So let's put that down. I picked the Packers. You picked the Bears. And moving on to our sort of next sort of fantasy wagering conversation. In our first week's game, I told you guys to take the Pats with a minus half point and, and hopefully there were some people out there that took me up on that because I think they won by like 14. So, you know, the way we're going to do it moving forward is normally we record our podcast on Tuesday, Wednesday night. And I think that's a little bit early for me to be giving out my recommendations for this week. So what we're going to do, Matt, And I know that you're really excited about this. We have a Twitter handle, which is at North of 18th. And that's north of the number one, the number eight, TH. And what I will do is Friday, at some point, once I have some time to review the injury updates and listings, I will give a recommendation. I did that over our Twitter handle last week. I actually gave two out just in case. Uh, and i I split it I actually took the Packers minus six, and they, I think they won by ten and Ravens, which we just talked about are 0 and three are a huge letdown. So um at least i'm I'm up you know sixty sixty six point six 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 seven percent of the time. It works every time.
1: I'll take those ads.
0: So at some point on Friday, you guys again follow us at north of eighteenth on Twitter. And I'll post my recommendation, maybe two, for the week. Hopefully that'll help you out.
1: Old man, has got a promise to make. Believe it or not, he's a little behind on the times. And he doesn't have a Twitter account. So this is where a little accountability sets in.
0: Right. We talked about in the in our first podcast how Twitter is going to be the way our fans, all 26 of them, are going to be able to meet up with you at the tailgate. So... Get on the times, create your Twitter account. If not, follow us, and you can follow me as well. I can get in in contact with Matt uh, on Twitter. And um, can you do that? Is Is it a home game this week? It's a home game, right? It is. Can you make the fans, all 26 of the fans, including probably 23 of them being family, a promise saying that you will make, you'll create your own Twitter account by Sunday
1: I will do this I promise I won't let you guys down I never have awesome never will
0: <laughs> all right so hopefully you know we have our technical difficulties figured out we'll start making this a weekly thing it's going to be exciting next week I think is isn't the wild card game on Wednesday next week
1: it is so we might have to do our podcast on Thursday
0: Either Thursday or Tuesday it would be great to have that conversation before the wild card game, All mentally right. prepared for it. All right. And uh, so we'll have that, and we'll we look forward to the third one for sure. All I have to say is bear down. Bear down. We'll see you guys on the third podcast.
1: Hey, peace out.